Hey everyone and welcome to Questions. I'm with Pastor Joel and we have a question from Andrew today. He asks, what is the goal of evangelism? How can Christians love unbelievers with co- without compromise? That's a great question. Thanks Andrew for uh, sending that in to us. So I think I'll just get straight to the punch. Uh, the goal of evangelism, it has to be love for God. It can't be love for people. It has to be love for God. But we love people. Yes, that's true. That's biblical. That's right. We love our neighbor. Our neighbor is everyone. So so the Bible teaches very clearly a universal neighborhood of humanity, not a universal brotherhood. So we, we have brothers and sisters exclusively uh, with those who have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So the person who is not a believer is not my brother or my sister, uh, but they are, in fact, my neighbor. So the Bible does not teach the universal fatherhood of God. Um, neither does it teach uh, the universal brotherhood or sisterhood um, of all people. What it teaches is the universal creatorhood of God and the universal neighborhood, right? So God is the creator of all people, believers and unbelievers alike, and all people are neighbors of one another, um, believers and unbelievers alike. And so um, God is the Father only of those who have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and only those who have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ are brothers and sisters of one another. So the family of God is specific. It is unique. And so we have God as a father of Christians and Christians as brothers and sisters of one another. When God adopts someone into his family, he becomes their benevolent father, but he also Uh, We don't just gain God as a father, but we also gain other believers as brothers and sisters. Um, However, apart from faith, apart from believing and following Jesus, even as a non-Christian, you still have God as your creator and you still have all people, believers and unbelievers alike, as your neighbor. And Jesus tells us very clearly that we're called to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Therefore, we are called to love unbelievers. So I want to clarify that. I want to make it abundantly clear. That's my disclaimer. We are called to love unbelievers, but that is not the primary motive for evangelism. Are we called by Scripture to love non-Christians? Yes, because we're called to love our neighbor. And that, again, is universal. That's inclusive of all people. Um, But the primary motive has to be our love for God, not our love for people. And because we love God, uh, what we see in Scripture again and again is, if you love me, you'll obey me. So Jesus told his disciples, if you love me, you'll obey me. So um, the, the, the logical progression goes like this, all right? So we have 1 John four nineteen. We love because he first loved us. So, so we don't, no, no human being loves God in order to elicit a response from God, right? No, no human being is loving God, hoping that God might love them in return. No, we love because he first loved us. So, so we're not trying with our love for God, with our worship, our obedience, or any of these things. We are not trying to elicit from God a response to us. Rather, we are simply responding to God, uh, to what he has first already freely given us in Christ Jesus, his son. So we love because he first loved us. So the, the progression is this. God loves us. And by his spirit awakens us to that love, gives us spiritual eyes to see his love for us in Christ Jesus. So God loves us, causes us to see that love, and then we cannot help but respond in loving him. Right? So God loves us first. We respond by loving him because he loves us first. And because we love him, we now want to obey him. So God loves us. We love him. Because we love him, we obey him. And when it comes to obeying him, one of the things that God has commanded us is that we go into all the earth, 
right? making disciples, baptizing them in the, the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all of Christ's commands. So why do we do evangelism? We do it not because we love people first and foremost, primarily. We do it because we love God. So we, we evangelize. The primary motive, it must be our love for God. We love God because He first loved us, and because we love God, we seek to obey God, and God has called us to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all of God's commands. And the reason why that's imperative, that, that matters um, to the utmost, and the, and the reason why is this. So let's look at Second Corinthians uh, chapter 2, verses 14 through 17. Again, this is Second Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 through 17. The Bible says this, But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession, and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of Him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ, we being Christians, followers of Jesus. So through us, that is the church, the people of God, Christians, God is spreading, this is verse 14, he is spreading this fragrance of the knowledge of Christ. Fragrance of, not the love of Christ, we'll come back to this, but the fragrance of the knowledge of Christ everywhere. So the knowledge, the fragrance of the knowledge of Christ, who Jesus is, his person and his work, that knowledge of who Jesus is uh, and, and what Jesus has done, that knowledge is being spread to everyone, everywhere, through the people of God, through Christians, through the church. All right, verse 15, For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved, and, so among the elect, those that God is saving, and among those who are perishing. To one, verse 16, To one, a fragrance from death to death. To the other, a fragrance from life to life. Who is sufficient for these things? For we are not like so many peddlers of God's word, but as men of sincerity. As commissioned by God in the sight of God, we speak in Christ. I love verse 17. Look at again what it says. For we are not like so many. There are many, Andrew. There are many who are peddlers of God's word. But rather we... By way of contrast, we are men of sincerity, com commissioned by God, in the sight of God we speak in Christ. So there are many in the world today who are peddlers. What, what does that mean? They're salesmen, and they use sales tactics. Right? They they are they are trying to portray Christ in such a way that he will appeal to the consumer. Now, this is where seeker-sensitive church comes from. And the Bible, I mean, very clearly in this text is telling us that that is wrong, right? We are not like so many peddlers, so many salesmen using sales strategies, marketing Christ, branding Christ in such a way that Christ might consume to non-regenerate, God-hating people, right? That's to, to, to make Christ attractive, right? To peddle Christ in such a way like salesmen that makes Christ attractive to, to people with unregenerate hearts is to present something that at the end of the day is contrary to Christ. You cannot present the real, genuine, unadulterated Jesus Christ to somebody who at the end of the day has a hardened heart and is in rebellion towards Christ in such a way that Christ would look attractive. So the only way to peddle Christ to unbelievers in a way that makes Christ desirable to the 
unregenerate, non-believing consumer is, is to give them something at the end of the day that's just not Christ. Something with a label of Jesus, but it's not the Jesus of the Bible. So we, by way of contrast, we are not peddlers of God's word, but we are men of sincerity. We're men of sincerity. So what, what's the, the overarching theme of this text? Well, we're men of sincerity, meaning our, our job, and I want you to hear this, our job is not to get people. I cannot emphasize this enough. Our job is not to get unbelievers to love Jesus. Our job is to get unbelievers to know Jesus. And like I said, I said we would go back. Look at verse 14 again. But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession and through us spreads the fragrance of the love of Christ. No, the knowledge of him everywhere. The job of the believer as we seek to obey God, because we love God, because God first loved us. So as we seek to fulfill the Great Commission with our, our ultimate, our, our primary motive being our love for God and wanting to obey Him because He freely loved us in Christ, as we seek to try to fulfill the Great Commission, our job is not to spread the love of Christ, but to spread the knowledge of Christ. Our job is not to try to get people to love Jesus, because the second the evangelist attempts to get non-believers to love Jesus, he will have an immediate temptation to present something other than Jesus. His temptation will be to present to non-believers who have hearts of stone, as Ezekiel 36 says. So, the temptation of the peddler, the salesman, the, the evangelist gone awry, the seeker-sensitive ministry, is is... The temptation is to try to present Jesus in such a way that people will love him, which ultimately requires you to present something other than the Jesus of the Bible. So our job is not to get people to love Jesus. Our job is to get people to know Jesus. And verse 15 and 16, for we are the aroma of Christ, the knowledge of Christ, the unadulterated biblical Christ, the authentic Christ. Our job is not to present Jesus, the Jesus we think people will want, but the Jesus who actually is, who was and is and forever will be. So with the knowledge of Christ, the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved. So there's two parties here. We are the aroma of the knowledge of Christ among two different groups of people. One group are, are those who are being saved. The other group are those who are perishing. That's verse 15. Now look at verse 16. It's just the logical fulfillment of verse 15. To one, those who are perishing is the implication. To, to, to those people who are perishing, as we just portray the unadulterated biblical Jesus, to those who are perishing, it is a fragrance from death to death. And to the other, that is, to those who are being saved... As we are the aroma of Christ, the aroma of the knowledge of Christ, we will smell like a fragrance from life to life. Meaning, if you've ever heard the old adage that beauty is in the eye of the beholder, well, biblically speaking, in terms of evangelism, the beauty of Christ is in the nose of the beholder, if you will. Right? Well, what's being said is this. If we just seek to be an accurate aroma of Christ... If we just seek to smell like Jesus, not trying to smell like the version, the twisted version of Jesus we think our audience will like, but rather we just seek to be like Christ and to present the knowledge of Christ, not getting people to love Christ, but getting people to accurately, biblically know Christ. If we seek to smell like Jesus biblically, accurately, and present the knowledge of the person and the work of Jesus, there are two different kinds of people. Some are being saved, some are perishing. To those who are being saved, as we do this, as we spread the knowledge of Christ, they're going to love it. 
they're going to they're going to smell that and they're going to say that smells like a life-giving perfume some text said uh, some translations and and those who are perishing they're going to smell that and they're going to say that smells like the putrid stench of death and decay now now notice it, it it's not what the the text says it doesn't say in one scenario the evangelist did a good job presenting Christ and so Christ smelled like life and the other scenario, in another circumstance, the evangelists really, you know, they just kind of messed up. They failed, and, and they didn't do a good job presenting Christ, and they weren't loving enough, and maybe they were too harsh. And so that person, you know, when, when they uh, had Christ presented to them, it was Christ was presented as something putrid. It smelled like death, and it was unappealing. That is not what the Bible teaches ever. We've got to burst that little myth bub- bubble. That That is not true. Our job is not to get people to love Jesus, but to get people to know Jesus. We are the aroma, the fragrance of the knowledge of Christ. Our job is not to peddle Christ like salesmen, but to be men of sincerity, presenting to people the knowledge of Christ, a biblical, accurate knowledge of the person and work of Jesus, knowing that in God's sovereignty, there are two different types of people. Some are perishing and some are being saved. To those who are perishing, if we present Christ well, the fruit of presenting Christ well to those who are perishing is that it'll smell like death and they'll reject him. And that's okay. That's right. That's good. And to those who are being saved, the fruit of us presenting Christ well, being a fragrance that smells like Jesus, to those who are being saved, the fruit of that is that Jesus will smell like life, like a life-giving perfume, and they will receive him with joy and gladness. So our job is not to get people to love Jesus, but to get people to know Jesus. And our motive for wanting to get people to know Jesus is that ultimately, yes, we love people secondarily because we love our neighbor as ourselves. But, but we love God primarily. And we love God because God first loved us. So. Well, thank you, Pastor Joel. And thank you, Andrew, for sending that question. Hope you benefit greatly from that. If you have any questions that you'd like us to answer on uh, future episodes, write us in on the comment sections below if you're watching us on social media. Or check us out at rightresponseministries.com. And we'll see you next time on Questions. As a special thank you for your gift of any amount, we'll be happy to send you a free digital book from our store. To access this offer, visit rightresponseministries.com offer. We highly recommend Pastor Joel's book, Am I Truly Saved? If you or someone you know has wrestled with doubts about the love of God, this would be a great resource. As a reminder, to get this offer, go to rightresponseministries.com offer. And thank you for your generous support.